0: What is up, guys, and welcome to the first episode of Mic Drop Radio. I am Peyton, Paytar Henson, here with my good buddy, one of my best friends in the world, Trenton T. Grizzly-Legan. What's up, man? What's up? We are missing one of our good friends today and our third co-host, Parker Brown. He could not be with us today. Uh, We are missing him, but he will be with us in the future. We just wanted to go ahead and get this episode out for you guys so we get some content flowing.
1: Uh, he's with us with in spirit. In right? spirit, he's, for sure. He's for sure with us.
0: He's always here. That's right. But we are glad to be coming with you today and uh, hopefully deliver some high-quality content. Uh, we're going to talk a little sports, talk some politics, maybe make a trip around the world. Who knows where we'll go. We're just going to let it be a little organic and see where it goes.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, so what do you want to get into first? Well... Uh, I thought maybe we just do a little podcast breakdown first off. Um, so, kind of give you guys an overview what to be expecting in the future. Uh, this is the first episode, like we said. So, maybe just uh, come at y'all with some facts here. You know, we really we want to just bring this pod out. Uh, one, we all thoroughly enjoy sports and politics and really anything, current events. Yes.
1: Cool social events going
0: on. Really, we just like getting together, shooting the bull, and we're like, hey, why not just start recording this stuff and putting it on Apple? And, you know, we don't don't really have any ideas for the future other than to get together and talk and see where it goes. So uh, we'll be coming to you back in the future, coming at you with some content, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Uh, First thing we'll probably get into today, uh, everybody knows we have the... Democratic primary going on right now, uh, some big thing in our country, and uh, just got done with the Iowa caucuses. Just finished Iowa caucus. That was a debacle for sure.
1: Uh, train wreck.
0: It was a yeah. hot mess.
1: Train wreck is probably the best word for it. Uh, just got the results in Thursday night,
0: so yeah. Uh, let's see who let's see Pete Buttigieg coming in. Uh, he was in first. He ended up winning it by what a tenth of a percent.
1: 26.2 to 26.1 over Mr. Senator Sanders
0: the senator from Vermont yeah uh, it was a big ordeal everybody knows coming into Iowa that uh, this is Iowa doesn't necessarily determine who's going to be the, uh, the nominee by any means but it does set a good precedent right off the bat uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of good things that come along with it. It could, and and honestly, it could it could win you the nomination or it could bury you as well, just yeah. depending on how it goes. Um, uh, a
1: lot of funding if you end up coming out of Iowa. I mean, you get a lot of a lot of money get thrown to your campaign. I mean, and and the momentum coming out of a win. I mean, and and I think that's what we're seeing right now with uh, Mayor Pete. He's jumped up in the uh, New Hampshire polls quite a bit this week.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, w- one stat. I actually heard this on another podcast. It said the, uh, on average, the uh, uh, the uh, the the person who wins Iowa on average jumps in the polls by three uh, percent nationwide or nationally, and then by around six to seven percent in New Hampshire. And we are kind of seeing that right now in uh, New Hampshire, which is uh, in just a few short days. We're recording on a Saturday. And New Hampshire will go take place on Tuesday of next week.
1: Uh, I mean, it's the Iowa bump is, I mean, it's a real thing. I mean,
0: it's a real deal for sure. I think, uh,
1: I mean, Sanders Sanders, and Pete, I mean, they were the winners out of it. But, I mean, you made a really good point last night uh, that maybe Biden, as bad of an item as he had in Iowa. He might have come away clean out of this thing. He he finished fourth.
0: Yeah, let, let's talk about Joe real quick. The former VP. Uh, uh the front
1: the front runner. He was definitely
0: thought. definitely the front runner. I thought coming in, uh, potentially he was the only person with the chance to even win the nomination, other than maybe Elizabeth Warren, uh, uh, who she, is kind of she's kind of where everyone I guess thought she would be, right there around that uh, mid third or fourth range. Um. But Biden has for sure uh, fallen fallen from grace uh, with the Democratic Party.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, Joe, I mean, he come away clean with not knowing any results Monday through Thursday. I mean, there was no press. That took, kind of took away the heat that, uh, that he was going to take.
0: Yeah, so but, it, for anybody that doesn't realize how the caucus goes um, – it's not like your your ordinary
1: uh, walk in there, press a button, and
0: press wave. a button and primary uh, voting. You know, there's a lot of steps to go into that, and for 50 years or more, really, they haven't had an issue with it until this year when they uh, incorporated more of a, a technology technological side to it, and um, we didn't see the, any of the results until midday Wednesday, uh, four o'clock or something like that. So that was uh that was a debacle for sure, and and I do I do think that Biden came away smelling like roses clean. for lack of a better term, really because clean. uh it could have been a death sentence for him.
1: I mean, yeah, obviously, uh he uh he's gonna have to really perform well in New Hampshire. I think I I told you this yesterday. I think I think he's got to have a top two finish to get some enthusiasm around this campaign again. Uh, And I don't... Honestly, honestly, my personal opinion, I don't think he gets a top two finish. He... uh, I mean, I'm looking at uh, some of the New Hampshire polls right now, and we've got him at third and fourth. Now, you can look at... Two or three different polls here, and one's going to have Sanders winning it, winning by a point, and then the other's got Pete up by a point. So,
0: yeah, the polls that I saw, uh, this is Monmouth. It's a
1: virtual tie, I guess you could right. say.
0: The, the poll that was out Thursday uh, from Monmouth University uh, was saying Sanders was in the lead with 24%, with Pete behind him at 20%, Biden in third at 17 yeah. and Warren in fourth at 13 and there was a, a poll released uh, by the Boston Globe, Boston Globe uh, yeah, that had Bernie at 24 and Pete at 23. So basically a tie, almost the same thing in Iowa, honestly, just flip-flopped.
1: He, well, I mean, we're talking about Biden here, and we're talking about how big of a night Biden's going to have to have in New Hampshire. But really, if Elizabeth Warren doesn't get uh, in one of those top two places, where does she go? I mean, what what's her path forward if she doesn't have a strong show in here? Because I'm I'm lost. Because you know Biden, you know he's kind of he's limp into South Carolina right now. He's limping those southern states where more of minorities are.
0: Yeah, it, I don't. I, I, Warren kind of she confuses me because I have not thought that she has had a chance in the entire race, and she kind of she's just like that. That I mean. She's just hanging around, basically. And uh, I know we've just started all this, and momentum is a huge thing. So she could have a big knot in New Hampshire, and all of a sudden she's in the lead, and then momentum, I mean, momentum is everything in politics.
1: Yeah, it it is. uh, But at the moment, she's not polling particularly well in New Hampshire. And if she doesn't come away... With a really strong finish here, I'm just not seeing any path forward to the nomination at this point.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, I think we'll see that from some of the other candidates. Um,
1: I think Yang's going out I, after New Hampshire, and uh, uh, Steyer obviously needs he needs to go and get out. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm sorry to any of the Yang gang we have out yeah, there Yang listening. Yang, if you, we love you, and we yeah, hope that you continue to listen. He's a
1: really cool dude. It's just time to it's time to move on. Now.
0: Andrew Yang is done. Uh, Steyer's done. I don't think Bloomberg has a chance, honestly.
1: Bloomberg, Bloomberg is gonna. This dude's throwing the money to it.
0: Amy's done. I mean,
1: a- Amy. Amy's a really. She actually
0: did better in Iowa than I expected. Yes. What did uh, she finish? what, twelve percent.
1: Yeah, yeah, right behind Biden.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I mean, she she actually did do better than I thought. I just don't think that she has a chance. I,
1: I, like, I like Amy all right. and I think she's a really. From what I get, I get vibes of a of a really. Nice person, honestly. Right. But I, I really like this, Yang. Um, after this, it's time to pack it up.
0: Yeah. Anybody that knows me knows that I'm probably, more than likely, never going to vote uh, Democrat in my life. Yes, if you know me, you know
1: this. And you're absolutely not going uh, to. I'm more of a moderate. I mean.
0: But I did do a lot of research on Yang, and, and he, seemed, uh, he seemed like a pretty genuine dude. He had some crazy ideas, but I thought he was kind of down to earth on some stuff. Stuff too. I I like his implementation of uh, vocational school, things like that, and trying to get uh, uh, money back into the blue collar jobs of America. And I I really do appreciate he, he had, that. He had good intentions. He, he did for sure. He did. He, he
1: was he was doing he was running this race for the better of the country in his opinion.
0: And and he may have a spot somewhere on a on a cabinet somewhere for someone in the future. Who who knows? Oh, absolutely. Uh,
1: he, he's a really good mind. He's a really intelligent guy. And,
0: and I like him because you can tell he's not a politician, and yeah. he doesn't care. Uh, he doesn't care to tell you that he's not a politician. And he's uh, not
1: tied to any big packs or nothing. I mean, you know, he's just a.
0: And I think that's the I think that's the future of politics in America, and we may not see it for. And, and, and probably I, not in our life. I could be wrong
1: I don't think we see the parties go away
0: no I don't think we'll ever see parties go away but I do think that you'll start to see more outsiders start to running for things obviously uh, President Trump started it with uh, his campaign in 2016 really uh, on a national stage and uh, I think you'll start to see more of that I mean there's already talks of Kanye and Dwayne Johnson the Rock running in 2020 or 2024 sorry and um I mean, I don't see any of those guys winning, but I could see no. I could see some of these uh, some of these these other people that are planning on running or potentially diving into politics. I mean, I could see them doing some damage, maybe on a local or a state level for sure.
1: Yeah, uh, I just I don't know. I think for the Sanders campaign, if if you take a loss here in New Hampshire. Obviously, I think he's going to bounce back in uh, Nevada. He's looking really good in Nevada. I mean, uh, he polls really well with minorities. But the, the the thing coming out of Iowa that really shocked me, we mentioned that uh, Joe Biden does really well with minorities. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Buttigieg, he uh, had more mi- minority voters than what Joe Biden did. So I thought that was a really interesting stat line.
0: Yeah, especially coming from from a uh, you know a white man in Indiana. Yeah, I mean uh,
1: he he's a mayor of a of a city that has a hundred thousand people.
0: I mean, right. He's not.
1: I mean, everybody knows Joe Biden. He's a household name.
0: Right, right. Um, but but I agree. Uh, I, I do expect Bernie to do very well in New Hampshire. I expect Biden to bounce back a little bit. Elizabeth Warren won't be far. I mean, I expect the top four to be relatively the same, uh, give or take. Switch a few things up, maybe who knows we'll see in the coming days, but um,
1: but i do I do expect the top two I don't think the top two changes
0: no I don't I don't expect uh, I don't expect Bernie or Pete to lose to fall out of the top two now they could be flip flopped either be. way and it could okay. be a bigger margin of victory, larger margin uh, margin of victory who knows
1: I think what Sanders runs on. I know you've heard him say this, like, we're going to uh, get so many new people to come out into into the voting process. We're going to bring out those people. And actually, in Iowa, the voter turnout was down.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, It I was more like
1: 2016. 2008, it was nothing compared to 2008 whenever uh, Obama ran.
0: Yeah, Obama did a good job getting those voters, those undecided people who – Really, I mean, they have the the mindset of, well, I don't really love anyone, so I'm going to stay at the house. And and Obama did a good job getting those guys out to the polls and to the booths and voting. But uh,
1: but is that not concerning to I think, Democrats?
0: I like, think it's very concerning because I think if Bernie doesn't win the nomination, how many people are going to stay at home in the general election? I mean, and I could be I could be wrong. You
1: you I mean, here's the thing. I... I just if Sanders can't get a record turnout here, in which they thought it was going to be a record turnout in Iowa. I mean, that's all I heard the week leading up. We're prepared for a record turnout. If if he can't get this turnout and this new base to come out, I mean, how's this guy going to win a general election?
0: Yeah, and like, what's this? He's doing he's doing fine right now. He did okay in Iowa. He's not going. He's not going to and win. And he should.
1: And he should do good in New Hampshire. That's his neighborhood state.
0: Yep. He, sh- he is not going to win the Deep South. Uh, I expect Joe Biden to make a bounce back, uh, make a comeback, and, and do well in the South. I really do. If he can make it that far. Now, he may be dead before he ever gets there. But He's,
1: he's limping right now. I he mean, is. To say the but like
0: we said, he didn't take as big a blow as he could have with, uh, like we said, they didn't show the results until the next day. And then on top of that, the State of the Union was that night, that Wednesday night.
1: That was that was all the talk. Pelosi ripping the speech up. That was right, that bad. wasn't
0: Wednesday night. That was Tuesday night. Sorry.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, Tuesday night, of course. And
0: uh, and then right, Pelosi ripped the speech up.
1: Trump not shaking her hand. I right, think it was they're both bad looks on both.
0: Right, and it it did. Uh, it took away. It, it took away from Biden's major loss in Iowa but at the same time it also took away from Pete and Bernie's victory in Iowa they didn't get to claim I mean the headline wasn't oh Bernie Sanders uh, uh comes in second in Iowa or Pete Buttigieg wins, wins Iowa, Iowa. I it mean, was Iowa debacle uh state of the union Pelosi rips up speech
1: they were robbed of Bernie and Pete were robbed of that moment. I mean, uh, they didn't know who the winner was going to be at the time, Monday night. And I'm sitting here thinking, I mean, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. And waiting for it to come out. And the candidates just come out and give the speech. Because they obviously understand, hey, I've got to be in New Hampshire tomorrow. And they're not, the results ain't coming out tonight. And they're robbed of those millions of viewers. The winner, which was Pete, was robbed of millions of viewers. Uh, during his victory speech,
0: for sure, for sure, and uh, and and that does kind of sway things because, I mean, there are probably millions of peace, people across the uh, across the nation that couldn't tell you who won Iowa, but they could tell you that Pelosi ripped up that speech, or they could tell right. you that Iowa had something major happening during the during the caucus or whatever. Yeah. You know? So that is a cover up for them, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in New Hampshire for sure. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a dogfight for sure. All right, let's switch some gears here. Um, How about we talk a little bit of uh, college basketball? with that? Yeah,
1: let's do it.
0: All right, let's dive into the SEC, Southeastern Conference. Um, It is knotted up right now. Uh, Uh, Auburn and LSU tied at the top, or is it Auburn, LSU, and Kentucky?
1: Yeah, they're all tied. It's all three. A, It's a three-way tie right now. Um, Eight and two. Obviously, Auburn, we just watched it. I mean, you know, Auburn uh, gets the uh, tiebreaker over LSU. Yeah. So. Uh, that, probably the best game, best SEC game I've watched all year.
0: Yeah. So, like we said, this is – I don't uh, like
1: either team, honestly. But.
0: It's Saturday, February 8th. We, yeah, we just watched uh, the Auburn-LSU game, and it was a barn burner. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: That's putting it lightly. I, was,
0: I wasn't I was paying much attention. In fact, I was dozing in and out and sleeping <laughs> a little bit. And it was a 17-point game LSU uh, favored. And all of a sudden I look up and it's like a, it's uh, Auburn's going on an 8-0 run. And it's a 9-point game. And then all of a sudden it's a 4-point game. And then Auburn's in the lead. And then, you know, they they went back and forth. Back and, and, forth. and LSU was uh, – it was a six six or nine-point game, I can't remember, with like uh, three minutes to go. And that point guard from Auburn, what's his name?
1: Uh, We got uh, Dowdy.
0: Da- is that his name?
1: Yeah, Dowdy. He hit. He's pretty cold.
0: He was pulling up from 27 feet, shooting Steph Curry threes, and uh, draining them. And uh,
1: That's the ability he's got. I mean, he is really, uh, If I mean, if he's heated up, I mean, he's. As dangerous as anybody in the country. I mean, yeah,
0: he. I mean, he's a uh, he's a smaller dude. Uh, I mean, he's a point guard, obviously, but he's very quick and can pull up from anywhere. If you lose track of him, or, or some if you're, you're, daddy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, if you're not face guarding him, he is going to pull up in your face, and uh, he obviously did that to LSU. And
1: uh, don't take away anything from LSU. They played. They played a really good game today. Uh, come, especially coming off that. A gut punch of a loss at Vandy the other night. Yeah, um, I mean, and congratulations to you. Yeah, I know, I know this thanks, was a, that was a big win for you.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm for those listening, if you don't know, I'm a Vandy fan, and uh, it's been a rough year and a half to say the least. Uh, we were on a 26 game losing streak in the SEC, or 26 straight game uh, in the SEC, and um, we th- were
1: had the three point record come to yeah. Come to an end, we were
0: one of like three teams left where. They hadn't won a or missed a. They hadn't won a, a game without making a three in their stadium, and that was that was a dagger. I was there. It was against uh, Tennessee. To, to make it even worse, to add insult to injury, and uh, so it's it's been a rough season, and they they've been playing better lately. You know, I'm proud of them. They haven't they haven't. Uh, they're, they're still
1: playing playing really inspired basketball.
0: They they are. Stackhouse has done a great job getting them together, and, you know, letting them know that they've got some great talent. Uh, Saban Lee, he's an athlete of all athletes. He can dunk on anyone. He's fast as lightning. He'll go coast to coast any time. I mean um,
1: – Best game of his career, though, they're not.
0: For sure. He dropped uh, – 33. He had, he had 33. And and Maxwell Evans, another junior, they're the same age, he came out of nowhere. His His career high was 16 coming into the game, and he had 28 in the first half. And ended up only with three in the second half to end with 31. But, I mean, that's what's going to have to happen because Vandy's just not deep enough to, co- to compete with any of these teams in the SEC. But um, mm. that night they come out and there was a spark in there and uh, beat a great team in LSU.
1: Put up 99. I mean, that's the, that's the uh, tale of it. I mean, that really shocked me because, you know, Vandy offensively had not been the hottest in the conference, to say the least. No, for sure. And just comes out and now, – now, granted, they had two career games that had two players. Right.
0: but for sure. In, in the past year, I mean, they've lost two great players. Last year, Darius Garland goes down, and everybody knew he was a top-ten draft pick. And then this year, Aaron Neesmith goes down as well, and he's a first-round draft pick. And I doubt we see any more of Neesmith the rest of the year. Uh, he's going straight to the NBA, but – you know, best best wishes for him and uh, in the league. Uh, but they've done a good job overcoming it, and they're playing better.
1: Oh, uh, let's see. Who uh, – we've got – how many teams in the field right now? Six. I want to say we've got – SEC's got six teams in the uh, tournament field at the moment. Probably going to be minus one after tonight uh, because
0: uh, – Vandy plays Mississippi State. Um uh, who's on the bubble, right? Yeah. Or they, uh, had, they hit them first four out.
1: Yeah, first four out. And uh, my guys, uh, the Florida Gators, just uh, laid an egg today. They were at 11th seed. And that's probably going to push them out.
0: Yeah, Ole Miss. Uh, really, um,
1: really disappointing.
0: Well, We were sitting here watching this game before the pod and before we recorded and and Ole Miss was just shooting the lights out of the ball. Um, wasn't a whole lot of defense going on on Florida's end, uh, but –
1: uh, the defense, the defensive effort, was well, it was disappointing. And but the lack of ability to make shots is what it comes down to with this team. And I look at this roster at the moment, and I just don't know who can knock down shots consistently. Like there's not a player on the roster who can knock down shots consistently. I thought Noah Locke was going to be the was gonna be that guy, but uh, he he laid an egg today too. It was it was a total uh, dumpster fire today. That's, yeah. that's me putting it really lightly. I would.
0: The lock the lock kid's a great player, and uh, and he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of talent, and and Florida has a lot of talent. It's just every time I've watched them this season, it seems like it's either there or it's not. Well, and there's no really. And I don't know if this is coaching. I don't know if it's the lack of talent, or or really being a young team, or whatever it is. But uh, if I feel like once they get into a hole, they struggle finding their way out. Digging. Of
1: it. yeah, well, it's whenever we get in a hole, I just don't think we've got enough offense. If if we get down by twelve points, it's really hard to come back. We've done it twice this year. I mean, we've erased a twenty-one point lead they either night against Georgia. We erased a twenty-two point lead, but
0: that's it, that's it, what's interesting it, about it, the team
1: i mean and we we've just beat this auburn team at home by 22
0: and and that, i mean we, we we steamrolled them that's what that's what makes it so fun to watch this year is that no one is really dominating the sec that's I, in
1: college basketball that, i mean generally.
0: that's yeah that's the college the whole call that's the whole league this year um I mean, we've seen number one teams get beat all season.
1: Week after week. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky
0: starting the year off against uh, Evansville.
1: I feel like the Kentucky Wildcats are really – and it's really shocking for me to say this, but they're kind of really under the radar this year. Like, we're not hearing as much about them as what you usually do on, like, the national
0: level. Some of of the stuff I'm seeing and hearing from fans – is they just they don't feel like they have that player that, that they usually have. Like I mean, thinking back over the last couple of years, like they had Euless and I felt like any time was in the game, it was like they could overcome a ten point deficit within a matter of seconds. And then they hit Hero, who I felt like could Hero. shoot them out of a out of a thirty foot hole.
1: Every every time Hero pulled up to shoot. I always assumed it was going to go in. I mean, that's whenever we played them. I was like, is this dude ever going to miss?
0: But they, they just don't – I don't know that they have that player this year.
1: The, the it factor. Yeah. They have
0: a lot of great talent, and they always do. Coach Cal's a great coach.
1: Um, he's not my favorite person in the world. I'm I'm going to be honest with you. He's not my favorite person. Not, but I, but I, you can't take away from the coaching ability here and, and the ability to recruit at a really high level.
0: He has for years, and uh, – and i think uh I, I realize there's he's not really adored by every every s e c fan unless you're a big blue fan but uh and there's a lot of them yeah there are they are a great fan base, i agree um but I just feel like they don't have that it factor this year, and uh that's really what what they're missing
1: uh I have the six teams that you know were on the cusp of getting in the tournament or uh in the field at the moment, which one, besides the obvious, besides the Kentucky and LSU and Auburn, which one of the others do you feel like can make that Auburn-like run or a deep run into the tournament, like a Sweet 16 run?
0: Uh, that's like, tough if, for if, me. Uh. Well,
1: if you're having to pick one of them, which one would you say, hey, this team's got enough firepower to make it to at least a Sweet 16 I've, my gut tells me, Arkansas.
0: You think it's Arkansas?
1: I just like the run and gun, high pace they play at. Now, obviously, I've seen
0: them play this year,
1: and they're going to drop some games.
0: It was early in the year, and uh, they dropped
1: that game, didn't they?
0: It not? was. It was. They did drop it. It's one of the one of the few they that they've lost. Uh, but I watched them play uh, Western Kentucky at Bowling Green. Uh, this was probably it was mid December. Uh, last year, and they are a great team. They did lose the game, um, but they led. The, they led the entire game.
1: Currently getting beat at Missouri,
0: forty-two forty right now.
1: Uh, they are sixteen and six on the year right now, and obviously, conference play has not been kind to them. They're four and five in in the conference at the moment. Uh, home court. Arkansas has traditionally been a really good team at home. It's a good atmosphere. We we have heard year in, year out of how difficult it is to play at Fayetteville. Right. And I just – well, they they got a new coach this year. Who's their coach? Uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, I can't either. But it really feels like this team has the firepower – to maybe make that run,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Their coach is uh, Eric Musselman from. Like uh, he, he came from Nevada after four seasons, but uh, they're they're Nevada. a good team. Yeah, you
1: come from Nevada. Okay, Nevada. Uh, we played them first round then last year.
0: Yeah, how did that go?
1: Oh, uh, we come out winner. That was uh that was our first round draw in <laughs> yeah. the tournament last year, and then, uh, as uh, Mike White has done in, out of his career, uh, we get bounced out in the round of thirty-two. Yep. So I'm kind of I'm put out with it.
0: Yeah, but. let's talk about that. What are you are you over the Mike White era in Florida?
1: I'm. I would probably I think it's about time we move on. I mean the talent was there this year, star-studded talent. It's probably the most talent we've had in the program since Joe Kim, Noah, uh, Al Horford, Corey Brewer. You know those days, the gold, the golden days. Right. Right. And I just feel like this team has drastically underperformed this year. I mean, this this was a team picked by a lot of analysts to be a Final Four squad.
0: What do you think it is? What do you think is missing? I mean, obviously the coaching, but do you think it's an X's and O's thing? Or do you think it's a can't get the guys going type thing or what?
1: I I do agree. I, I, obviously, I know he can't go out there and make shots for him. Right. He cannot go out there and make shots for him. That, I mean, that's ridiculous to criticize him for that. Uh, but it just seems like the passion and the fire is not around the program right now. There's not a lot of morale around the program. So, I just feel like it's time for a culture change. Yeah, I we, need hate- some- we need somebody to bring that energy
0: back to the old dome again. Right. Right, and I've I've seen this before, and I mean everybody's seen it. Sometimes you just can't get the guys fired up, and sometimes it is a motivational thing. And his first year
1: there, I mean he had no no second year there had the elite eight run.
0: Yeah, what year was that? That would have been. How many years has he been there? Five. Five. I, I think. Say five. I was gonna say but, five, maybe six.
1: Yeah. Um. He did yeah. have that a uh, lead eight run, but you know that's Billy Donovan's talent he's got there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, me personally thinks that we should have went to the final four that year because we were playing a South Carolina team that we'd beat in the regular season that right. just had uh, Thornwell at the time. Right. If you remember him, right? Uh, he was a really good ball player. Yeah. But I felt like we were a better team, but we did we did lose that one. If I if I had to pick It's it's time to move on and so, I don't know who we would get but I feel like we're positioned I mean we've won two national championships. Back to back years at Florida. I mean it's not like we're we're the bottom of the barrel. Right. I mean we can go out and get somebody.
0: It's a program that's used to win in basketball games. Yes, yes. I mean somebody be willing to come Somebody, somebody will be willing to come. And you to can to recruit to right at a high level right. in Florida. It's not like it's not like Stackhouse coming to Vanderbilt. It's no, it's not it's like different. a first time yeah.
1: gig. I mean, we need we need somebody who's experienced and who's who's going to lead a winning culture at the university and try to continue that tradition.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, personally, I mean, obviously, you said other than the top three, but I think the team that has uh, the best chance of making a run at it is LSU. This team, I saw them. Uh, I watched them the other night, and I watched them first game of the year play Vanderbilt. Yeah. They are a big team, and they are physical.
1: Have, they've got a lot of length on the roster, and I've had that for the last uh, couple years.
0: Just looking at them on the court, they uh, are. And the Mays kid is a great player.
1: Will Wade's got a lot of talent in there right now, and uh, I mean, I've mean, i been really critical of uh, Will Wade.
0: Which I mean, from
1: the uh, from the uh, scandal that uh, happened last year,
0: yeah, with
1: yeah. the uh, FBI getting involved and everything. But uh, regardless, he's got a really good team in there, a lot of talent, right? And I agree with you. I think this is the team. This might be the team to make that deep run for him in March, right? Really well positioned. I, I love uh Smart and Maze. I mean, they're both Smart really talented player. players. Um, the Williams,
0: Ma- the Williams kid's not bad either. I mean, Williams uh, kid's
1: a big body in the paint. Uh, Mays Maid, had thirty today yeah, against I mean, Auburn. He had 30. So thirty. I mean, he's a he's an excellent guard. Uh,
0: I mean, and Wade and Wade has the. I mean, he's got a little, he's got some weather behind him, and he's got he's he's got the uh, he's no spring chicken. I mean, he's ready. He's been there and he's done that, and he could he could potentially lead them on a run. He didn't get to coach
1: in the tournament last year yeah. either. I mean, yeah.
0: that's uh, right. That was that, a big thing. They went
1: to the sixteen last year, did they not? I believe so. I, I mean, yeah. I, don't I mean, they still for sure. went pretty good ways without their head man. Right. I mean, I. Uh,
0: let's uh, let's talk let's talk about the boys from Knoxville.
1: Guys from Knoxville, um, a little bit of a down year for them. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I I really do like. Barnes as a coach though. I this is no knock on Barnes. I think he is a great great fit at that program.
0: Yeah, and and I am not a Tennessee fan by any means of, of any I, I I'm really, not either. But I'm not a fan of him. I don't even like the color orange.
1: You don't yeah, you don't like him more than I do. Buddy. But
0: uh but I think Rick Barnes is a great coach. I think he's a great guy. And uh, definitely
1: fits that program.
0: Right. And they love him in Knoxville, so I mean I don't think he's going anywhere for sure. It's hard. It's hard to lose three draft picks. Um,
1: Grant Williams.
0: Williams was such a great player last year, and he was, he was kind of their catch all guy. You know, he could do it all, and he was there when they needed baskets, and um, they really don't have that this year either. Uh, like uh, they lo- they they fell to LSU or not LSU? Sorry, they failed to Kentucky today. Um, it was a close game uh, it, yeah. m- most of the game, but – and I, I know I know the fan base is down this year because they had such a great year last year.
1: Uh, a historic year for them. I right. mean, it really was. Right. Uh,
0: Fulkerson really hasn't played as well as he, uh, as they had wanted him to this year. Uh, Bowden, at the beginning of the year, he was kind of, he was all over the place.
1: Uh, I I personally think Bowden played better last year.
0: I think so too, and maybe it was because he had a few guys I mean, to yeah. take some pressure off of him. I mean, yeah. obviously.
1: I mean. I don't know. I think I I, I don't think they're going to make the tournament. I mean, that's out of the question at this point, I'm thinking.
0: They're going to need to win a few games. They're
1: going to have to win a few games. Um, but I still think they can rally around this at the end of the year and maybe maybe make a surge for the campaign next year.
0: Right. Let's see. Coming up, they have... Let's go to their schedule here. Let's see who they've got left. So, they have uh, Arkansas, South Carolina, Vandy, Auburn, uh, Arkansas again, and then Florida at the end of the year. Well,
1: South Carolina's not a tough out this year. That's a tough That's a tough squad. Uh, Frank Martin is a hard-nosed coach. I that's
0: mean, not an easy last five games for sure.
1: I, I really – I do like or six, right? uh, South Carolina this year. I mean, that's a tough bunch. I mean, you look –
0: Let's see. Uh,
1: They're going to play you tough every time.
0: They might split with Arkansas uh, at home, and then they play Vandy at home. Mm. They may win three out of the six, maybe. But that's not going to be enough to get them in the tournament. No, no. So. Uh,
1: Let's see. Uh, uh, I'm trying to look at uh, – see what Bracketology's got. Um uh, Well, at the moment, this would be uh, LSU's in the fourth seed, Kentucky, fifth seed, Mississippi State, 11th seed, or CBS has got them first out right now. Uh, they're going to need a big win tonight at Vandy.
0: Yeah, it's at um, Uh but-
1: Arkansas in the nine and Auburn in the four. Auburn will probably – can contend for a three seed this coming up week
0: yeah um yeah florida's gonna have to florida will have to turn it on these last few games to stay in it uh
1: florida and state are they're gonna have to make this late season push and florida's got a really uh decent schedule these next right. uh, these especially these next two games uh needed to win today really bad
0: for, for sure and um uh, like you said uh State's going to – I really think that Vandy will challenge them tonight. I don't know how it will play out. Uh, we're so hit or miss, uh, mostly miss, honestly. But um, I could see us uh, – I could see Vandy, you know, ruining some playoff hopes here at the end of the year, honestly.
1: Uh, Definitely. I mean, they're, they're playing really inspired ball right now. They, yeah. I, and I will say that about Stackhouse. I mean, he's not going to go down in the uh, – with the most wins this year. It's not going to look really nice on paper, but but like, there's a different story there. I know? like what he's doing at Vandy, and I, I I really do feel like that was the right call. Right uh, with Bryce Drew, with yeah. I think that was time.
0: It's hard. It's hard to make that. It's hard not to make that decision when you go uh, completely defeated in the SEC. It's it's not something that ever happens, and uh, I mean I understand why they did it for sure, yeah. and but I think they made the right call hiring Stackhouse. Uh, uh,
1: really. At the very least, for recruiting, that's a big name. Right. Players love the big-name coaches. And really – Penny Kenny Hardaway.
0: This will be his first – This will really be his first year coming up with recruiting, his first, like, full year, uh, getting to get some of his guys in there. I know he loves Saban and he loves Maxwell and them. But I think we got to have a a big guy down low that can really be a force because we really don't have that guy that's crashing the boards, that's hitting, putting bodies on people – and uh, that really hurts us because we can't compete with these Richards at Kentucky or the or the big guys from LSU. Yeah. Uh, but
1: that that's why I'm so critical of Mike White this year because I really thought we had the pieces right to contend to win this conference. Uh, you got the 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 number one grad transfer in the country at the time, mm-hmm. Kerry Blackshear, yep. and and he's really underperformed out of this uh, Mike White offense this year. And then you had Scotty Lewis, who was a top-ten recruit. I right. mean, star-studded, and, and he's underperformed. And Andrew Nimhart coming back, arguably the one of the best point guards in the SEC. Right. And I'm just looking at all this talent here, and I'm, I'm thinking, how were we not clearly, like, sitting comfortably in a tournament position right now?
0: Right. Yeah, and I understand it's kind of hard to believe. And
1: I understand it's SEC. You've got to show up every game, or you're running the risk of getting knocked off because it's such a hard-nosed conference. But the talent that is there right now is better than what this 14 and nine record. Right. We should not be on the bubble at this time of the year.
0: I agree, and that's why his seat's about to get real hot real quick. Uh, it's hard. It's it's hard to put up with losing games when you know you have the talent to, uh, to, to win some ball games. And y'all have lost a few games that you really had no business losing. And that's what, that's what really hurts about it.
1: Uh, I just, I, I've, I've liked Mike White as a person. I, I think uh, he probably really is a, a, a genuine guy. Uh, I just don't think he's the right fit for us and i've supported him uh through the tournament runs and everything but we've reached this time now maybe his time here has just expired maybe maybe he did get in a little bit over his head that's right. what i've been thinking he because he's made the jump from louisiana tech to the university of florida a place right. that's won national championships
0: right yeah um
1: Maybe he's in too deep. I don't know, but I think I think it's time for a for a culture change. Yeah, games we'll like. really
0: have to see how this goes and uh, where where the uh, department de- you know decides to go with it. But uh, you want to make some uh, predictions real quick? Maybe some uh, SEC uh, tournament predictions?
1: Yeah, yeah, we can jump into that.
0: All right, uh, SEC tournament, uh, roughly seven or eight games away. Uh, All right, uh, do you want to make? Uh, you you want
1: to give your pick on who you think is going to win it in Nashville this year in the tournament? Who, yeah. Who, who's your Who's your pick?
0: My pick is the boys from the South. I'm going with LSU. LSU. Um. I think, I think LSU that's is a safe. That's a safe pick. It's a safe pick. I know. Uh. I I know they've lost two games in a row here. They lost to Vanderbilt and then they just lost to Auburn today, but I really expect them to pull it together. They're too good of a team. They're too athletic. And, Start
1: heating up towards March.
0: Uh, I don't see them losing a whole lot of games uh, yeah. the rest of the year. But And I know it's safe, but that's who I'm going with. Uh,
1: My pick is, this is going to sound really mainstream, but it's really hard for me to go against the guys in Kentucky. Yep. I think, I mean, they uh, they've won the most SEC championships in conference history. Yep. Uh there's still a lot of talent on this roster. Coach Cal's a really good coach and always I mean you never you can never count him out in March. Yeah. They always start to turn it on. And I think uh, I think the guys from Kentucky are gonna be the SEC championship.
0: Yeah, I I mean I cannot disagree with that. I um, think they're gonna win at Nashville this year. Perry is obviously seasoned and he's always got uh he's always got a young team but he always manages them. Manages uh, to get them on the right page and at the right get time of off. year. Yeah, exactly. He's always got them playing when it matters most, and you know that's hard to beat. Uh, another question: an-
1: uh, Another question about the uh, SEC tournament to yeah. you. One team that is a lower seed that you think might win a few games, might hang around in there to the
0: uh, Could final make a run, maybe? yeah,
1: to the maybe the final four, maybe even make a dream run to the championship game.
0: Who are you liking? Oh my like liking? I, I'm going to go with Arkansas. Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. Uh That's a good pick. They've lost a lot. Of, they've lost a lot of conference games, but they're not a bad team. Like we were talking about earlier and uh, I could really see them making a run at it. They're athletic, they're fast, and uh, I like the way they play. Um uh, this
1: is a little bit uh My pick is probably going to be Is it a homer pick? Uh, It's it's one of those picks that I'm going to be laughed at if it don't happen. Uh, I think the guy's from Georgia. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've got a stud down there. I mean, I saw him drop 32 on us the other night. Right. I mean, the kid's the real deal. Probably going to be vying for the number one pick in the draft. And I think if he's playing like that, they can stay around in this tournament for a little bit. Right. And they can win a few games. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, uh, Anthony Edwards, I mean, is a great ball player. And he's an NBA player playing for a college team right now. Right. I was really impressed with him the other night. It was the first time I'd really sit down and watched a full game of his. And he blew me away. I think he's averaging almost 20 points a game. Yeah, not And, and I now. mean, he's shooting a lot. But... <laughs>
0: Yeah, he had he, uh, he had thirty two against y'all, twenty nine against a And M on the first, uh, twenty three against Missouri. I mean, he's putting up points for sure.
1: Yeah, and it's hard for me not to say that the team with the best player in this SEC tournament can't win a few games. And I think I think he's going to get them a few games. Yep. Uh My other pick would have probably been South Carolina. I almost picked South Carolina. Right. Because that. I mean, they're gonna play you hard every time. Really good defensive team. Right. Frank Martin has has them coached up every year. Right. Uh, really, I mean, they just play with some grit.
0: And it's it's hard not to say that that Auburn won't won't just dominate the tournament as well. Uh, but, we saw what they did last year. They got a great team. They have the ability to overcome deficits. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's gonna be fun, uh, and we'll definitely be talking about this some more in the future. Yeah. For sure. Let's transition into a little bit of uh, NBA right here.
1: Uh, trade deadline.
0: Yeah, trade deadline was what uh, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was uh it was Thursday actually. Um, what'd you think? You know, a lot of moves going on.
1: Um. Yeah, uh, your guys made a lot of moves.
0: My Grizzlies made a lot of moves. Uh,
1: uh, they probably the big winners out of it, honestly.
0: Yeah. I liked what we did. Uh, of course, I. I really I hated seeing uh, Crowder leave. I loved Crowder. I thought he was playing good ball for us. Really uh, good de- He's a really good defensive player. He's a player. great defensive player. He was uh, with
1: uh, the Raptors for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's a great player. And uh, but after all that junk that went down with uh, Iguodala, I mean, it was time to get him out of. Obviously, he wasn't even in Memphis, but it was time to get him out of the organization.
1: He uh, was kind of a plague on the organization, like a liability. You know yeah. what I mean?
0: I mean, nobody on the team even really liked him, especially the way he was acting. So, uh, I was glad I was glad to see him get gone. And we actually uh, did get uh, some valuable players out of him. I mean, uh, let's see here. Uh,
1: good moves. Um,
0: I think uh, for for those that don't know, I mean, we traded uh, Igudala, Solomon Hill, and Jay Crowder to the Miami Heat. Uh, we ended up getting, in return, uh, Justice Winslow, uh, Dion Waiters, and James Johnson. You know?
1: Justice Winslow, really good young talent. Uh, Winslow, lots, of, lots of potential in him. I yeah, don't see a lot of potential in him. I
0: think, I think that Winslow is going to be a great asset to the offense. Uh, he was playing great when Butler was out with the Heat. Uh, he really kind of stepped up took over and uh, helped, helped the team a lot.
1: Uh, Deion Waiters, Waiters, good
0: shooter. Waiters is going to be some good depth coming off the bench. Uh, good
1: shooter. I mean, you're getting a really good, really good three-point shooter.
0: Right. So, so I think all in all, it was a good move. Uh, we're still the eight seed right now, uh, so we're still in the playoffs. Uh, Portland's right behind us. Actually, uh, I think they're two games behind us. Maybe, maybe a game and a half now.
1: Uh, Portland, yeah. Uh, Portland. Uh, starting to kind of find it a little bit. Uh.
0: L- Lillard has he found is, it. He's yeah. found
1: it. He's the hottest player in the NBA. Even
0: if Portland hasn't found it, Lillard has found it. Uh, he was averaging fifty over the last like six games. Yeah, I
1: mean it's just crazy. I don't stats. know that
0: anyone's ever seen a run like that.
1: Um, uh, another interesting trade that happened was uh, Drummond to the uh, Cavs. It's the
0: Cavs. Yeah, he was not happy about that.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't really get that move out of the Pistons. It was almost well, Rose is still at the Pistons. And and it's not like the Pistons are out of the playoff picture at the moment. I mean, they're two spots out of the playoff picture here.
0: Yeah, and that's what I didn't understand either. Uh, and that's your best player. Especially to keep Rose as well. I mean, I feel like if they're going – if they're selling out and going for broke, why would you not get rid of Rose as well?
1: Yeah, try to get some draft picks, get some young guys in there. I I didn't get that one uh, because
0: from what I from what I saw, uh, the Lakers were interested in Rose.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's but, right. Uh, try I from all reports offered them a trade. uh yeah, Detroit Detroit wouldn't 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 love and what uh, L A was putting out there.
0: Yeah, so, and Rose isn't a young guy, so I I, I don't understand. Rose
1: playing, he's Playing good ball. I mean, yeah. he's, he would he would have been a really good asset for the uh, Lakers. Uh, but other than the Lakers, uh, their uh, next door, their uh, other team in uh, L.A., the Clippers added uh, Marcus Morris
0: and IT. IT, They're not going to keep him. Oh, what think. I'm what I'm hearing. Yeah. Okay. I think I did see something about that.
1: What I'm hearing. I I cannot confirm that. But I know Marcus Morris is a really good uh, add for them. Uh, definitely come off the bench, give them some
0: really quality minutes. The Clippers are going to be a fun team to watch coming down the stretch. Yeah, yeah, three, definitely. Two or three games behind the Lakers. Uh, so uh, that's going to be fun to watch.
1: Um, it's safe to say. I, I would ass- we would all assume that uh, the Lakers are most likely going to be the one seed coming out of the West.
0: I would – as of right now, I would assume so. Uh, we it, have that,
1: that could change. I coming mean, up
0: a week uh, – this coming week is the All-Star break. Uh, looking at, uh, I think, the All-Star games next Saturday maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, sometimes that's a reset for a team, and it could it could make or break you, honestly. Um,
1: the, uh, the big story out west in the Western Conference this year is how well the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder have been playing this year.
0: They've turned it on.
1: Uh, really – Everybody thought they're playing for draft picks this year.
0: Yeah, they got some young talent, and uh, who's, who's Chris Paul's there? Uh, who's the guy they drafted last year? Uh, I don't know. We're missing our Thunder expert, Parker.
1: Yeah, I mean he's the he's the Thunder guru.
0: I will not claim to be an expert in the NBA at all. I watch the Grizzlies and I try to keep up with it, but I will not claim to be an expert. At
1: I all. keep up with a decent amount, but nothing like our uh, like our third. Uh,
0: our third amigo third, parker third
1: amigo is the
0: uh nba genius uh, he's really our genius all around so we're kind of missing everything here but uh looking at the east your boys are playing well
1: uh yeah uh toronto really uh really uh fun raptors team this year i've really
0: enjoyed watching them uh, what'd you say they've won 13 in a row 13
1: in a row now uh got a big win out of uh indiana last night
0: yeah I was over the pacers that game uh, the fleet still playing pretty good. He's
1: playing really good. Uh, Siakam's playing good and Ibaka. and honestly, yeah, I mean, he's really rejuvenated his career at Toronto and yep. he's thriving in yep. this system. So, uh, I'm I'm loving what uh, Marcus Hall out right now too and we're still playing really good. Big Spain. Yeah, I mean, he's playing. I mean, he's out and When's we're still doing it. He be back. Uh, after the break. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna keep him out till after the break. Just make sure it's a hamstring injury. If yeah, I'm. they're lingering, but the East is really interesting this year. Uh, you've got the uh, Bucks atop. Um, that's, I mean, that would be my pick to come out of the East.
0: Giannis is playing well.
1: Yeah, that's probably who I would go with out of the uh, East.
0: They're on pace to set some records. I mean,
1: I mean that they're, they're hard. They're a hard team to beat. What are and they like?
0: Forty. Five or 44 and seven, somewhere yeah, in there.
1: I mean, they're, they're playing really good. Uh, the Boston Celtics have had a really good year, uh, considering, I mean, they're without a quote unquote uh star,
0: right? Right?
1: Uh, Miami, big shot. Miami's shock.
0: a team to watch. After Miami's picking a, up Iguodala. um, uh, and Crowder. I think Crowder but, will help them.
1: Butler's playing good ball, uh.
0: The Sixers beat the Grizzlies last night.
1: The the 76ers are the biggest disappointment out east before the All-Star break. Right. Really a big letdown. Uh, multiple analysts picked them to be in the uh, finals this year. And they are in the sixth seed right now. And
0: How is Simmons playing out there? Simmons? Yeah.
1: Uh, struggling. Yeah. Struggling right now. Uh, it's just – it it just don't look like the same team that started out the season for them. Yeah. Whenever we played them earlier in the year, they looked they looked apart to contend with Milwaukee. Everybody thought they were going to contend right. with Milwaukee this year. Right. And they've been – I mean, they really have been a letdown. Um, figured they'd try to make some moves at the deadline. Yep. Didn't do it. Um, but, I think uh, –
0: the East is pretty sold right now.
1: I uh, I think Milwaukee. It's the that's a really safe bet on Milwaukee. Toronto's playing good ball though. I don't don't short them anything. No, I mean, for they've sure. They've got. I mean Kawhi left last year. A lot of people left him for dead, and they have really exceeded it. Really fun. This is probably one of the funnest Raptors teams I've watched. Just yep. by the way they share the ball around. Right. And I I, I just love the energy that they're playing with.
0: Right. Uh, Let's we'll see Brooklyn, the 7th seed. Uh, you know, they'll definitely be a different team next year when Durant's back. And oh, most definitely. Probably be the uh, favorites out east. Probably so. Uh, him and Kyrie on the same team, that'll be fun to watch.
1: Uh, the I, I feel like it's kind of a different story out west. I feel like there's four or five teams that can win this western conference. The
0: west is definitely going to be a shootout coming I mean, down the stretch.
1: I mean, it's star-studded players. Uh, Denver is just—it's like it, like last year. Nobody really pays attention to Denver. Yeah, yeah. I, like you don't see a lot of media coverage right, right. that like both the LA teams are getting, so they're kind of under the radar.
0: Yeah, I flipped on the the Grizzlies game the other day. We were playing Denver, and I was—we were beating them, and I was, was like, you got to pay attention. I was like, well, they're the three seed. Yeah, you know. I mean. Uh, I had no idea
1: I mean Utah is a really impressive team. Uh they've got I've got your boy uh Mike Conley Mike out there.
0: They're playing pretty good.
1: Mike uh he's playing really good ball. Uh Donovan Mitchell playing really good ball. Um I like the way I, I like Utah. I really do. I, I as it uh lands right now, they'd get Houston first round right. if I'm not mistaken and Houston. Houston's got to get a big man.
0: Houston I mean, obviously they're the four seed. Uh, Westbrook's playing pretty good. He played really good ball, though they're not against the Lakers. He's playing MVP ball like he was uh, a couple years ago. Uh, James Harden has fell off the map.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, uh, I that's
0: I was watching, was great
1: take. Uh,
0: I was watching, and I hadn't really paid much attention to him. Like I said, I don't watch a ton of NBA. I'll watch it when it's on ESPN and not. Uh, but – I was like, man, he does not – he doesn't look like the same guy as two years ago uh, or even last year for that matter. Well,
1: I mean, he was red hot last year. Yeah. Uh, uh, The Rockets are one of the trickiest teams to predict in the NBA. Right. Uh, I mean, they ran the Lakers out of the building the other night without a center. Yep. Without a center. Uh, They're really tricky to predict. Uh, They're going to shoot the three ball, and they're going to shoot it a lot and if they just happen to be hitting that night, they're going to run anybody in the NBA right. at, at, the, at the arena. Right. But if they're not, I mean you're, I mean you're going to beat them by forty. Right. And there's just that that, and I just don't think that uh, hit or miss style is going to result in a uh, in an NBA finals trip for them. That's there's no there's not enough consistency there right. I in my mind to get them there
0: yeah um, and with it being seven game series it's like you know
1: can they do this four games can they yeah. can they stay just unconscious
0: honestly I mean there's I mean really it's kind of Lakers Clippers and maybe the nuggets in the West that really have a shot at the finals and then really I mean if Toronto turns it on uh and plays good ball maybe it's number Milwaukee I mean I mean really really who knows uh That's the thing about it is it's who's hot at the right time because last year we saw what happened with Toronto. I probably never would have put money on Toronto ever to win a championship, not with the way Golden State was playing. All of a sudden, everybody gets hurt, and it's definitely a different ball game. And Toronto was playing amazing ball, not to sell them short. They were playing great ball.
1: I did uh, did pick Toronto to win last year, but I was very biased. I I had this dream – but it came it came true, and I was really happy. Uh, but I don't think we really could have predicted the uh, Portland Trailblazers in the Western Conference Finals last year. Right. And now you see this decline that they that they're on right now. They
0: definitely have fell off. Uh, they're the eighth or the nine seed right now. Sorry, they're uh, behind the behind the Grizzlies, uh, two or three games. And uh, but with the way Lillard's playing, who knows? I mean. It's hard to beat a team with a guy that's dropping fifty every night.
1: Definitely, he is the ultimate X factor. Uh, I meant to get your take on this while we were on uh, NBA uh, uh, MVP pick at the uh, All Star break. Who you think? Hmm. I've I've got my grad out of the shoot. I mean,
0: I think Giannis maybe.
1: You think honest? Yeah. See, I'm I can't go against Lillard. Yeah. I mean, this is an incredible road. He's playing
0: crazy ball right now. This
1: is incredible. And if they I think you give the M V P to Damian Lillard if, if it, they make if the go playoffs. The,
0: yeah, if if they make the playoffs
1: It's solely on Damian Lillard.
0: And that definitely encompasses the, the definition of most valuable player because yeah. if you take him off that team, I mean they're, they're probably a bottom feeder.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're if you take him off that team, they're playing for a draft pick.
0: Right, right. Uh, um, I I agree. But. It,
1: but yeah, if um, would would anybody do you see anybody besides those two? Maybe those win are it? kind of the front runners. That's right now, definitely maybe. your two front runners. Would you put maybe? Would you think LeBron or?
0: It's hard to take him out of it. I mean, he's always.
1: And he's an all-time great.
0: He's always in the conversation. I mean, that's not a, that's not even a question. But,
1: eh, I mean, when, but whenever you say most valuable player, he does have AD. And look at Lillard. Yeah. I mean he's he is taking them every night in and night out. I agree. And it's taking him to drop forty to fifty points every night to get in the win column. Right. Right. And that I just feel like that's really amazing. But I, I can also see the Giannis pick. That's a, uh, I mean, that's a really sad Milwaukee's
0: bad. obviously playing really good basketball right now.
1: Best in the league right now.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, guys, we've enjoyed it. Um, this is the first of many episodes to come. Uh, I'm sorry that you had to listen to me talk NBA basketball. Or uh, I'm definitely not an expert.
1: Yeah, I'm. No, I don't pretend. I don't
0: pretend to be an NBA guru. The next episode, we will definitely have Parker with us, who is much well versed in it. Uh,
1: you can learn everything about NBA with him
0: uh, we have enjoyed it and we will be uh, coming back to you in the future hopefully with some great content and we hope you enjoyed it peace out till the
1: next time I'll see you all, guys